The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. All right, Buffalo Bills fans, welcome to another episode of Breaking Buffalo Rumblings. Anthony Marino, happy to be here with you once again, talking everything Buffalo Bills. And here we are, trade deadline day in the NFL, and I know many Buffalo Bills fans were excited coming into this day, thinking what would Brandon Bean do? Would there be that opportunity where the Buffalo Bills uh, make some moves, right, to, to maybe address some needs, especially on the defensive side of the ball? And uh, nothing happened. You know, as you kind of look through some of these pieces, I think there was certainly talk what might the Bills do? Would they address maybe the depth issues at cornerback? Would they look to do something at nickel cornerback? Maybe add some depth at linebacker? Maybe add a one-tech defensive tackle? And uh, and there were no moves that were made by Brandon Bean and the Buffalo Bills at this time. And, you know, for you Bills fans, I, I really, I want to ask you, like, how do you feel about that right now? And I ask that question because I think in many ways, Buffalo Bills fans have been in a, I'll call it like a a little bit of a weird place in some ways when it comes to their feelings around the team right now in, in many ways. And I say that right for, for every fan, like there's no, there's no position for one of us to tell another how they should feel about a, a win or a loss or any of those pieces. Right. I think in many ways it's um, people are going to respond to, to games the way they want to. Um, but for me, it was interesting, right? Like I was certainly with the game against the Patriots on Sunday, more of a, you know, get the monkey off your back kind of scenario. Um, of course, the game was closer than I would have liked it to have been. Um, I thought for the weather conditions, I thought for the way that the Patriots were playing defensively against the Bills, I was perfectly fine with the game script, right? Like I did not look at this in any way, shape or form and say, Something was wrong with Josh Allen. Based on this, the Bills were able to run effectively uh, to see what Zach Moss and Devin Singletary were doing um, for them to be able to grind out 24 points against the Patriots defense. Um, Again, I was completely fine with it. I was completely fine with it. Josh Allen only throwing 18 passes um, because of the weather conditions. Maybe the game script was a little bit different in so many situations when you had the Patriots with six or seven defensive backs on the field despite the weather. I mean, what a testament to to Josh Allen in many ways, right? Like despite that, that they were going to allow the Bills to run, and the Bills sure as hell did, man. Devin Singletary looked great. Zach Moss was running with purpose. I mean, I was all about it. 
But for me, right, you come away from that game, the Justin Zimmer um, forcing the fumble on Cam Newton, certainly relieved, right? I mean, honestly, I felt fine with the game up until the pass went through Gabriel Davis's hands. And again, right, they complete that pass. They go up seven points. You still have to get a stop. You can't allow the Patriots to get a touchdown. But I just felt like, you know, again, and not to just put things on one play, but would fans have felt differently about that? I guess what I'm trying to say is, right, like I looked at the Jets game where Allen throws for over 300 yards, but they don't really deliver in the red zone, right? So they've six field goals, eight field goal attempts, um, but they win the game, right? And I, I didn't look at the Jets game. At no point was I ever worried about that game. Then you look at this game against the Patriots again, you know, you're they're, they're hanging on longer than you would like to, but it's fine. Like I said, until that point with the Gabriel Davis um, drop, the ball going through his hands, I mean, I was fine that I really did not feel that the Bills were not going to win that game. You know, for the most part, right, being successful, four trips to the red zone, three touchdowns, one field goal, I was okay. But then you get online afterwards and it seems like fans were not okay. Even where I did a poll on Twitter, and I mean, I got 159 people weighed in on it, which I think is enough, right, when you talk about a sample size. And roughly 74% were like, hey, a win is a win. I'm good with this. And around 26%, you know, they were not satisfied with the Bills defeating the Patriots on Sunday. And really, it came to a number of different things. You know, I'd get feedback that uh, the, the passing game wasn't, you know, wasn't proficient enough in this game. I mean, honestly, and again, to me, I was thinking to myself, well, with the weather, I guess I'm not really too surprised. The Bills haven't been able to run the football all year. For them to go heavy with the run, about 65% of their plays, and that to be effective, I mean, I looked at that as one game script of what the Patriots' defense was doing, but two really tying into what the weather looked like, and and I was fine with that. I mean, the weekend before, again, would I've liked to seen Allen get a you know get a couple of touchdowns you know that one to Croft or Gabriel Davis with the penalty sure but he was efficient he passed for over 300 yards the Bills won the game it was fine you know the game against the Patriots I mean the Bills only win by three points I mean the spread was four points I'm fine but again you know you go to this and it seemed like people were not fine online and then it seemed to be that more of a an anxiety building up for some as it related to the trade deadline, right? Like that, just do something, just do anything. Um, gosh, I even heard Joe Biscaglia say that on his podcast, right? Brandon Bean, you just got to do something. And it's like, but as Bruce Nolan said on his podcast last week, like when you say just do something, well, what do you mean by just something, right? Like there were no one tech defensive tackles that were really traded at the trade deadline that you would look at and say, oh my gosh, the Bills should have done that. There was not. And you look at a lot of these pieces, and I do think to myself, right, like we we talk a lot and say, oh my God, the Bills should dominate. They should do this. They should do that. The Bills have plenty of their own injuries that they're dealing with right now, right? You think on the defensive side of the ball, Gerald Butler out of the game on Sunday, certainly one of their more effective defensive tackles, at least playing at the one tech. Micah Hyde, we know what he brings to the team being out. Josh Norman being out, again, a little bit of a toss-up right with him or Levi Wallace. But along those same lines, we know that Quentin Jefferson and especially Matt Milano were both on a pitch count. Um, It's a different-looking defense right now in many ways. And you can say to yourself, okay, if 
Milano comes back healthy and we don't have to see AJ Klein anymore, kind of problem solved. If Butler comes back healthy, he can play the one technique. You can rotate Quentin Jefferson and Ed Oliver at the three technique and kind of doing some different looks. Okay, not bad there. Obviously, Micah Hyde, a difference maker. We know that you need him. And honestly, I'd like to see some more Dane Jackson getting a chance uh, again after a successful game against the New York Jets. But I guess what I'm just trying to say is, going back to the question, like, how do you guys feel and that the Bills did not make a trade at the trade deadline? I mean, I know usually it's kind of exciting and this and that. If they could have added a one technique space eater, right, that kind of can fill that void of Star Latula that and it is so funny, man. Like how many fans just hated on Star for such a long period of time. And then all of a sudden you get with it and you know, and here he is out of the lineup and people finally, finally, finally starting to appreciate what it is that he brings to the team. Now, while the Bills did not make a trade, they did make two signings. And again, right, when you look from this standpoint, you know, maybe one of those situations you think to yourself, okay, it's a little bit of a long shot, but if it's one of those pieces that it does work, maybe it can work for you. Um, the first off that was announced yesterday, uh, Darren Lee, the linebacker, signed to the Buffalo Bills practice squad. Um, you know, a lot of you guys remember Lee, right? Super athletic, um, 20th overall pick in the 2016 draft out of Ohio State. You know, right now, this is one of those pieces when you talk about a player that has an insane level of athleticism. Um, I think he ran like a 4-4-5-40 at the Combine in 2016. You know, you just look at that and think to yourself like, okay, from that standpoint, this guy could have some some potential athletically. But also there's a reason why he wasn't on an NFL roster. There's a reason why he's signing with the practice squad. So this is a little bit more of a, I'll call like a scratch-off lottery ticket. You know, you spend a couple bucks on it. If you hit big with it, fantastic. If you don't, nothing really lost here, right, from that standpoint. But again, if Darren Lee, if you look at it and say, hey, with his athleticism and can somewhat be a complimentary piece, if Matt Milano's on a pitch count or depending on what's happening and, you know, maybe he just needs to get in the right system, we've seen crazier things happen before. Um, the other announcement that the Bills made uh, today is uh, signing a former Dallas Cowboy and Carolina Panther cornerback, Daryl Worley. Worley was released by the Cowboys um, earlier in the week, and here is a guy that has certainly struggled in his time with the Cowboys. Now, of course, I can already uh, hear the eye rolls through, uh, <laughs> through the speakers. You know, here's another guy that uh, spent time with the Carolina Panthers under Sean McDermott and Brandon Bean. Um, from that standpoint, right, when you look at it with some of the injuries, again, with with Josh Norman and taking place, I mean, Worley can come in and, and again, uh, a low-risk signing. The Bills made the release of Lafayette Pitts in a corresponding move. And, you know, here's someone that could come in and uh, and be a bit of a depth signing. We will have to see what this looks like, what type of impact that he can have. Again, certainly struggled in his time with the Cowboys. Sometimes you look at someone that has had success earlier in their career. And let's be honest, the Cowboys defense has been atrocious so far this season. So everyone on the defense has been struggling. We have seen that piece 
um, if he is to come in Buffalo and, you know, maybe has the opportunity to do something in the slot or has to do something, you know, filling in on the outside. Again, a low-risk signing for the Bills, someone that they know can come in as part of Sean McDermott's defense and see what happens. So, you know, a a couple of low-end signings for the Buffalo Bills. No fireworks coming at the trade deadline. I hope Buffalo Bills fans aren't too uh, too disappointed from that standpoint. And you know what? From that, you know, we look at things and say, okay, now you're going to host the Seattle Seahawks, one of the top offenses in the NFL on Sunday, and uh, let's be ready to go. So anyway, I'm going to wrap things up kind of an abbreviated podcast for you this week with no real activity taking place at the trade deadline, but I appreciate you guys always tuning in listening to Breaking Buffalo Rumblings, and as always, go Bills. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to the Future of Work, a Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Pod wherever you get your podcasts.